God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by the lovely Leonora Cravota. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So we're going to be on vacation next week, right? Uh, well, starting the end of the week. So, okay. We're, we were so supposed we're, to... We were, we're, supposed gonna, to we're, not, we're going to be on vacation start, uh, starting the end of next week. We were supposed to go to Mexico. And uh, then it turned out that... Um, on the way back, you needed to take a COVID test uh, within three days of your flight back. So the idea was, well, if we were to test positive, we'd be stuck in Mexico for 14 days. Which doesn't make sense for a short trip right. to spend part of your time looking for a place to take the Not test. Not to mention the fact <laughs> that you'd be on the hook for spend, you know, getting the hotel because we don't know any, uh, we don't know anybody in Mexico, right? So I mean, the idea is is that. Um, uh, we would have had to foot the bill for the hotel for the and 14 days. And we'd be days. sitting in the hotel the whole time. We'd be oh, quarantined. quarantined. Right, yeah. So, that <laughs> so it wouldn't be much fun. A lot of TV watching. Yeah, that, <laughs> that wouldn't be a great uh, great thing. So <clears throat> we, we're going to Miami instead. Yes, we're going to Miami, our old default. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're actually going to uh, potentially be interviewed by uh, a crew out of Miami that works with uh, French and German television. So we might be in par- part of uh, some sort of a documentary um, there. Um, but, uh, you know, I was listening to Mike Lindell, and uh, I want I want everybody to take a listen to what he has to say. I have a, a few comments to, to make on the back of this. Uh Michael Lindell is the my pillow yeah. guy, and he has been talking about the crimes committed by China, and and then I want to comment about the presence that's in D.C. with the military. There's sixty five thousand troops. Yeah, I sixty five thousand, not thir- not twenty five, not thirty, like we've been reporting. Yeah, but sixty five thousand troops in Washington D.C. right now. And I can and, give you first-hand coverage of all the barricades that I saw when yeah, I was there last week. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The mall, two-thirds, now I would say 75%, more than two-thirds, 
uh, of the mall. Remember they were talking about crowd sizes and things in 2017 when Trump was having his inauguration and he filled the place up? Well, here you have this situation where it's all covered in flags, sort of like those honking horns and those cars, but they weren't going to drive the cars on the mall, right? So they weren't going to honk. But they had flags. They have flags. They put them all up. So two-thirds of the mall is covered in flags. So... What in the heck is going on that you have 65,000 troops covering 200,000 flags? I'm going to ask you again. What in the world is going on when you got 65,000 troops in in D.C. covering and protecting 200,000 flags? That does not make any sense, folks. Nothing is making sense. You have the House... uh, House, uh, the House of Representatives put forth a bill and put it, proposed it to the floor, I guess, where they want to now permanently surround the Capitol with a fence. I thought we didn't believe in walls and fences. I thought so they were they evil. Are, here they are surrounded now by more guns than anyone on earth. And they want to surround, and they're surrounded by more fencing than anyone on earth. And yet they want to. Uh, chip away at opening the border. They want to fight for open borders, and they're fighting tooth and nail to remove your right to bear arms under the Second Amendment. Not our First Amendment, but our Second Amendment. Not our Third, not our Fourth, not our Fifth, but the Second Amendment. One of the most sacred amendments is our right to bear arms and form a militia. And they want to fight against that. And uh, they're doing it in Richmond, uh, and there's there's basically military buildup in Richmond, Lansing, in Wisconsin, in New York, California, this is gonna be all mili- over the place. Military building and uh, build up in every place with the capital city because they're they're concerned about protests. Yeah, and and, and for what? Because the, the only the only violence, and and the media never said anything about violence. So this is gaslighting reporting, right? This is when they're doing this. They're they're doing it to gaslight. Also, They're doing it to suggest, sort of like when Kamala Harris comes up with uh, comes up with the uh, anti and and Cory Booker come up with the anti lynching bill. And they come up with this anti lynching bill, like, oh yeah, what what do you need the lynching bill for? Oh, because you know Trump supporters won't stop lynching people. So then all of a sudden, in order to push that bill through and they were pushing it through at the same time jesse smollett comes out of his apartment in chicago at two in the morning with 30 below with a with a uh story where they hung a noose around so there's two black guys from jamaica that were supposed to be white guys wearing a make america great again hat carrying a bottle of bleach and a noose they didn't, and they, they didn't hire the right actors. And they lynched <laughs> and they lynched Jesse Smollett in the city of Chicago at two in the morning with nobody watching. When it was freezing cold out. So he goes home, he calls the police, he's all shooken up. He does an interview on national television. Everybody's tearing up on the set. It's drama. And all of a sudden then he realizes, oh, this isn't gonna fly. This story's, you know, the cops see right through me. I'm I'm gonna get busted for this. I need the best attorney's money you can buy. So Obama kicks in and he gets Tina Chen, who was organizing the Hollywood uh, nonprofit organization Time's Up, which was basically a way to shake down 
uh, people who came out of the woodwork to say they were sexually harassed, more like you come out of the woodwork to say you're sexually harassed, we're going to go ahead and talk to your bosses and make sure you're blacklisted mm-hmm. for life. But Kamala Harris was directly involved with that because she's directly related to Jesse Smollett. And that's why you got Avenatti and Garagos coming in as attorneys there. That was a whole thing. They figured, well, they could come up with anti-lynching. They could come up with anti-lynching. They, they could basically drive home uh, this whole narrative that Trump supporters are racists. Yeah. Because, you know, after all, a year and a half ago, Charlotte happened. Trump didn't have anything to do with it. He said all the right things. But just like in this uh, speech on the 6th, just like that speech, peaceful and patriotic protest. Which got But yet distorted. got him impeached. And here's the thing. The um, D- Daniel David uh, Bailey, uh, David or Daniel Bailey was the shooter, a black guy. Civil rights is involved with that, but he's a liberal. He's part of Black Lives Matter. It turns out that shot Ashley Babbitt, and then and then you got this other woman, uh, Julie Williams, uh, that um, the one who's the one who took the computer or something. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's well, computer. She's a. Li- it turns out she's a liberal too. So so these liberals that went in and stole stuff killed people and broke stuff we're all liberals but you know what the new narrative is republicans need to be deprogrammed right so (laughs) we've been dealing with burning statues and pulling statues to the ground burning buildings setting precincts on fire harassing police attacking police killing police if you want to remember the guy that was a retired police officer in st louis yeah i forget his name right now but uh, let's not. Let, we shouldn't forget him. He was a he was an American hero, and and uh, so they were killing all kinds of people over there. But you know what did what did Fredo say on CNN? He said something to the effect, um, you know, who says that protests are are supposed to not be messy, you know? And so they have a protest, a peaceful protest, where they did not, there was no violence among the MAGA supporters. And yeah, there were some MAGA supporters that went into the building because somebody else kind of led them. You know, it's like that group think kind yeah. of thing. But here we are, big hot mess. We got 65,000 troops guarding 200,000 flags because Biden doesn't have anybody that wants to really show up for him. Well, this is an inauguration where there's nobody going to be there. So you've got all these fences and all these barricades. So why do you need 65,000 armed guards? That's what I don't understand. And it's not just... Do you know how the normal is? 7,000, 8,000. We have have far more guards than they have, um, troops than they have in Afghanistan. Well, you know, right now, from what I hear, there are more journalists and armed guards than there are people right, right. now. I mean, there nobody's are, going into DC right now. Right, you can't. We're, we're our studios are in Arlington, Virginia, right? So we can't even get into DC if we tried. The metro shut down. the The bridges are shut down. Everything is shut down. We can't get there. Yeah. If we wanted to go see the inauguration, we couldn't go. Right. And, and even if you got made it there, you can't see anything because it's all barricaded. And it's not just the, the immediate perimeter. And do you know what it would cost to do an Uber yeah. even to get remotely well, close? Yeah, well, the, and, that's the, and that's the other problem, which I experienced last week, is you had the, the Ubers were not dropping you off anywhere near where you needed to go. And that and was the, starting last expensive. week. But like I said, Scott, the new narrative is, you know, with uh, the change in the administration, they've got to go deprogram all the conservatives. 
that you know a bunch of uh, liberals have been saying this well, and that, we're, that, that conservatives are part of a cult well we would all be talking about it because you know one of the ways I used to prepare for the show uh, I had a, a whole group I mean there was probably about a hundred different resources that I would tap into at any given moment on Twitter and all of those people were cut off yeah. They were shut down and censored. They were deplatformed. They were deplatformed. And now I'm over on Telegram. If you want to find, search for Scott Adams Show on Telegram. I've been posting a lot over there. I'm trying to make that work, but you know what? It doesn't seem like it's that much greater than WhatsApp. You know, so you got WhatsApp, right? And then you got um, Signal, and then you got Telegram. Telegram, though. It allows you to create these groups and then have group subscribers. But frankly, it's hard to get subscribers because you have to kind of like go out into your phone. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me uh, because it's not tailor-made for uh, followers. Like in Twitter, you follow somebody, they follow you back and whatnot, and you can communicate with people. Um, But they're, they're, you know, right now, if you go to Twitter... All you get is pretty much an inundation of liberal messaging. That's it. It's all liberal. It's uh, all liberal voices. Now, I've been shut down on Facebook for 30 days. So this whole month of January and into February, where, where it counts, it's crunch time, where I get to try to make a difference and prom- uh, promote ideas uh, on what's happening. I can't do that. I can't speak to the 5,000. I've maxed out my friends, and I have thousands and thousands of followers. Um, And I can't even speak to them. I can't engage in conversation with them. So I've been shut down completely. And they're doing it on purpose, folks. They're doing it on purpose because they don't want you to disseminate information that's truthful. And so they've really kind of like cornered the market on liberal BS, and by that, I mean bullcrap. And uh, it's absolutely absurd that we're living in a country where we have politicians that are not fighting for Americans who are paying their salaries. And that's the part where we need to get serious. We need to get serious about how we're paying our taxes. I hear that uh, part of the Pentagon is saying to Trump, no, we're not going to give you a parade, uh, a farewell parade. We're not going to give you one, Commander in Chief. And I said to the military, you know what? You like that military uh, industrial complex and those fat, uh, greasy, gray, gray market deals and black market deals? We'll expose you, number one. And number two, number two, we're going to go ahead and defund you. How about that? Here's Trump. He gives them $2 trillion after Obama depleted the military completely. And the thanks that Trump gets is that they're going to snub their nose at them they're, because that uh, Obama... Uh, inst- installed a whole bunch of libtards running the top brass of the Pentagon. I'm sick and tired of this political ideology getting in the way of, com- of, of chain of command. The chain of command is, is sacred, right? But tell that to the radical liberals that can't see straight. I mean, right. the fact of the matter is, is that it's liberals that fire you. Because you supported Trump. Uh, I, from what I understand, uh, there are actors now that are saying that if Kaylee McEnany uh, were to go ahead and speak, um, if Kaylee McEnany were go ahead, to go ahead and speak uh, before um, any, any show, whether it's Jimmy Kimmel or, you know, you name it, 
If she's going to be on any kind of a platform, these actors are going to say, we're boycotting the platform. Well, no, you we know, don't want to give them a voice. You know what's even worse? They're now talking about universities like Harvard, where Kaylee got her <laughs> law degree, uh, talking about revoking her degree. I mean, you know, for any Harvard's talking about doing that. They've talked about that for Ted Cruz. I mean, you've got all these crazy things that are happening where they are attacking and censoring. Well, you know that hateful uh, bimbo that we played that she was on CNN yeah, and she yeah. said that we're going to have to take everybody down. And she's this is married. To, the way she's married to a judge. That one, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, she, she was is. on CNN. Okay, I didn't know that, but I forget her name. But um, she's a Harvard grad yeah, too. Yeah, well, they're not, not deplatforming her. Not saying a lot about Harvard. If I had a kid going to school, Harvard would be last on my list. You know, there's—it's just an absolute frat house. Well, over universities there. are supposed and to it's, be a by place. By frat house, I mean I'm talking about a frat house full of racist, discriminating, intolerant. Um, uh, Communist Marxists. Universities what are supposed to be a place of Harvard. free thought. Yeah. You know, and free thought and free exchange. And and that idea has completely gone out the window with the way the liberals behave right now. So our call lines are open. It's uh, 215-867-8255 if you'd like to call in and be heard. We are going to play this Lindell clip here in a second. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick call from Jeannie Baum, a friend of the show. Welcome. Good morning. Um, good morning, Scott and Leonora. It's just crazy what is going on. Scott, would you please repeat your call-in number because I think folks are going to need it because we just may um, see some extraordinary things happening here in the next few days, and we may lose uh, Internet and some other things. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I also just learned this morning that, for some reason, troops are being sent to Kenya. So that might be an interesting thing to take a look at. I tried to find you on Telegram, and I guess I have to look harder, because <laughs> I thought I looked for Scott Adams' show and couldn't connect with you there. Mm. But I want to... Um, Really ask everyone to really pray, really pray for the, the purpose of the um, coming through what's going to be happening over the next few years, solid as a country. We cannot go on like this. I think everyone recognizes it. But the things that are going to be going down in um, the Capitol over the next few days are going to be one for the history books. We need to be solid in prayer to pray for our country and to pray for the people in it. Well, thank you so much, Jeannie. Uh, you're going to like this clip that I'm going to play by, uh, from Lindell. It was yesterday that he gave this yes. interview. And yes. it's actually a 35-minute clip, but I'm going to take a couple of excerpts out of it. So, uh, yes. all right. Thank you. Blessings to everyone. Give out your number because some people with landlines are going to need it. Okay. All right. Take care now. All right, we do have a listen number, too, a listen line number. And uh, uh, that number is, let's see if I can get it real quick, uh, the listen line. So, like, if you have a data plan, but you're running or you're on the go or you're in your car. So I've got it, yeah. 717-946-6952. All right, what's that again? Yeah, the free listen line is 717-946-6952. 
Okay, 717-946-6952 is the number you can call and listen to the line. So, like, uh, a lot of people, they have unlimited talk time, but they don't have unlimited data plans. Or they have unlimited data plans, but then they get throttled if they use a certain amount and so on and so forth. So that's a good line to use. And we also have that posted up on our uh, webpage, and we have it posted up on our YouTube page as well. Um, but we're going to go ahead and play uh, Mike Lendell. Uh, I want you to hear this because I have a comment to make after this um, that I think is uh, poignant. This is a world war that we're in. China is the perpetrator of that war. And what I want to say is that what China is doing to the world because the world does not want Joe Biden. The world does not want to go back to the corruption. I can guarantee to you that Ukraine, the last thing on earth they want is a President Joe Biden. That's the last thing on earth they want. Because Joe Biden fleeced that country dry. And they have an indictment out on that man, uh, Joe Biden. <clears throat> and he's a criminal. And so the idea is... There's a lot of people, even in the world, I'm talking about NATO, globalists, they, they see the rationale of, of Trump, you know. Meanwhile, at the same time, we got this inauguration looming and we have a whole bunch of different narratives going on that are crisscrossing each other. Uh, we have a lot of things that don't seem to be making sense, but there is a moving truck uh, that, that moved in uh, to Mar-a-Lago and is, you know, filling up Mar-a-Lago. So, um, you know, so I think that what's going to happen is going to happen even past the 20th. And when you listen to Chuck Lindell speak here, I think you're going to kind of see what I'm talking about. Let's take a listen. There is 100% evidence that China and other countries took our whole election. That's 100%. I've seen it. I have access to it. And I will tell everyone, I will not quit until this is all seen by every single person in this country and the world. And, you know, there's no, I want everyone to know that there's no statute of limitations on this kind of crime. This is a crime against humanity. This is a crime against every person. I don't care what you are, Democrat, Republican, or even if you're in another country, because everything where it's going to happen here is going to affect the rest of the world. And then you even seen an article. There was an article came out from over in Italy or UK, wasn't it? I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So listen to what he just said. He said, mm -hmm. this is China. They have 100% evidence mm -hmm. to prove you know, that they know it's China, just like we know that COVID came from Wuhan, right? right. But also you got to think about Bill Gates. Bill Gates has been talking about vaccines and truncating the life of people mm -hmm. and population control and uh, all kinds of things, using um, all kinds of different... Uh, synthetic meats and uh, formaldehydes in your vaccines, in your in your fake beef, uh, the beyond beef and stuff like that. There's underlying ingredients that are used that are poisonous to Americans that cause cancer uh, that uh, actually have a negative impact on populations um, or, or, or a positive impact if you're a government that doesn't want to foot the bill for uh, giving Medicaid to the elderly. Um, the elderly got hit hard in America, and it got hit hard around the world. Absolutely. Who's the biggest buyer of med medical procedures in the world? The elderly. Right. And most of the world has subscribed to socialized medicine. So we've always heard about these death panels. 
Well, guess what? This is death panels in disguise, isn't it? Yeah. Because you got a virus that's actually infecting the the elderly. Take uh, Herman Cain, for example. He had uh, stage four cancer of some sort, mm-hmm. and he had a couple of uh, he had another uh, he had a diabetes issue, and uh, you know the treatment on those things is rather expensive. So, you know, then he gets this virus, and they say, "Well, you died of COVID," uh, and the hospital gets a perk for doing the dastardly deed, um, and then the, of signing the papers that say he died of the one thing when he may have died of another, and. So there's an exploitation there. There's a black market there. The hospitals are sort of empty. People really aren't dying of this disease, but yet they're crushing the economies. And when we take a listen, there's also some other clips we're going to play. But this is the world reset for socialism and globalism because it crushes the middle class. That's it. That the middle class was the class that the middle class and the elderly class. Mm-hmm. We're actually the two classes of people that voted for Trump the most. Yeah, the work what the working middle class taxpayer and the elderly were the two groups that supported Trump the most. And guess what? China comes out with a COVID that's released to the world. They cut down on your communications. They uh, destroy the economy. So that they could be the number one economy in the world, which they're poised to do now. So the aftermath of COVID is China gets to be number one economically in the world. They crush the U.S. economy. They own uh, the U.S. politicians. They are going to be probably one of the biggest landowners in the United States. And they release this information, this uh, one way or the other. I think it was probably malicious, and they actually put it out there by design. Some people would argue, well, we can't prove that. Okay, well, then even if it was an accident, they certainly didn't do right by keeping it a secret and not allowing our scientists to get an early start on a remedy or a therapeutics. And they certainly uh, didn't prevent it from spreading around the world by sending people who were carrying the virus to all parts of the world, Europe and Italy, uh, well, Europe, Italy is Europe, but right. um, <laughs> Africa or wherever, you know. Uh, but they didn't allow it to go to other places in China, did right. they? No, they did They cut off flights from Wuhan to any other place in China. How convenient. Let's take a, let's take a listen. To, uh, now, beyond this, I haven't heard much of this interview because I didn't get the chance to hear the whole thing. And again, this is a 35-minute uh, interview with Lindell. We're not, obviously, we're not going to play the whole thing. Uh, but let's take a listen. And they had, uh, you know, they're telling that what what can happen here in the aftermath if uh, if it would go down this dark path and and um, of a new world of a new world order, Mike, a new global uh, association. Right. 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 And that's the that's the people behind it. This wasn't just one country. There's like six or seven countries on there. And I wanted since since we talked last time, another piece of the puzzle came in. This guy came to me. That, now, you've got to realize that there were so many groups out there, lawyers and, and groups on the ground doing different things, trying to uncover this uh, fraud. It wasn't just uh, the administration's people, you know, the campaign people. And it, was, it seemed like I became uh, their hope. So, they, you know, these guys came to me four days ago, and they had this guy is a genius. I've never seen anything like it. Showed me this presentation 
of what he did for two months. He dug into the algorithms inside the machines, these uh, how they did this. And it shows timestamps in there of what you take this wheel and turn it, and it shows it's 100% forensic proof that this happened. And this is the, this is the, uh, it's proved by mathematics. And I did, I've, I've, I have a background in mathematics and I'm, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, but this guy's way beyond. So anybody that's seen this that ha- was a cyber specialist, whatever, look at this and go, wow. Okay, just in Georgia, in Fulton County alone, 26,000 votes that he has right there, okay? Now, that's just in that county, okay? So, you know, this, come, now he doesn't know who did it or whatever. This just shows you don't need to know that. They just know that this 100% that it happened. The other piece that we have that I brought to the president, those uh, things, they actually have timestamps. Who did it? Let's say, let's say it was China. What time it happened? How many votes were flipped? The IP addresses of the of the computers and the um, and the latitude and longitude of where the of where it was. So, you know, this is why this is why I'm excited. You know, I'm not using. I can't. I can't. God's going to control here, and I can't count what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I can't. I'd love to be able to tell you all. You know what? This happened. The election was stolen. The hope is that God's got it. It's God's timing on this. And look how much got revealed. What if? What if they would have did? I want to. I want to put everyone here. I want to go. We're going to go a different route here for a second. I said on the first episode on eleven fifteen. The miracle of this election is on January third, about eleven fifteen at night. Donald Trump, because of the great job he did and the American people that all voted for him, so many more votes came in than they expected. They had to stop everything and recalibrate those machines. And that guy, that math guy, showed me what they did with that wheel. Okay, they turned this. And uh, you've all heard that thing, the guy over in Italy. That's the, the stuff is true. But they, you know, so that's just one guy, though. We don't know how many people actually did the mechanisms to do all this. Well, anyway, that happened. If that didn't happen, we would have all went to, you know, three o'clock, the whole election would have been done. Oh, Donald Trump made it close, but Biden won because of mail-in voting, you know, because of that, because that was the theory that, boy, if you mail-in votes, every, you know, any, any Republican's going to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, the, but, the, but that's not the case here. The case is they got caught, so they had to cheat more. Now, I want to say that during this, during this whole time, that on each state, that the reason they didn't, that the machine things weren't concentrated on is because you had, right away, you had um, um, all these other kind of, you know, the dead people that voted. The, um, you had the minors, you had the non-residents, you had the ballot, uh, ballot fraud, you know, the using ballots from China. You had all these different fraud. So any one of them, in a normal world we, that we live in, you take like Arizona, you take the dead people and the non-residents, and you win Arizona, okay? In Georgia, you take two silos of that, and you win Georgia. Same thing in Wisconsin. So you got these states, but the thing is, they, they, they didn't look at that, and they said, oh, it's okay. It's okay if you have that many dead people voting that. But here's what that manifested to. What if that wouldn't have happened, and they would have said, you know what? It's a bad, it's a, this state goes to this, this goes to this. We would have, Donald Trump would have won there, yes but we would have never found out the biggest problem in history to the whole world. And that's these machines mm-hmm. because now, now that it got to late in December and then into January. So what he said there was kind of interesting. Yeah. What he said was, if it wasn't for us 
coming out on the short end of the stick in the short term because we could still right the wrong, just like that runner. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the fable that I told? I tell this story a lot, and, you know, it's the runner that cut off the mile right, of and, the marathon. And that's why they won. Six-minute average mile. They win by two minutes. They would have lost by four minutes if they didn't, if they ran that extra mile. If they didn't cheat. If they didn't another cheat. another way. And so if you look back, and you could disqualify a candidate, and then next thing you know, you know, all Jeb's a millionaire. So there is... If there, you know, if there is this cheating that's found, you know, uh, you could still right the wrong. I think that there's a truth there um, because uh, Biden and Kamala Harris, uh, a lot of people, I think it was um, Huckabee was saying um, that uh, Kamala Harris should be impeached uh, for actually endorsing, supporting and bailing out rioters yeah, she's who are done killing that. people. Yeah, and she's so, done that. And, so and nobody brings that up. And again, as we keep saying, Scott, that's those two standards of justice that we keep saying. Right. But what he's saying here is is that the blessing is that we would not have known. Uh, we would have looked into it. Yeah. If we won, we would have just moved on. And the election fraud would have, got, would have been committed and there would have been no investigation. Right. Here we might get the investigation and the win too. Mm-hmm. So there's always a blessing in disguise, right? And uh, God works in mysterious ways. Uh, there also could very well be a huge reset. Because sometimes, you know, my father had this saying, um, you could, uh, you, something about you could always tell a fool by the preponderance of their words or whatever, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I think he was yeah, saying that to me because yeah. I was acting stupid. Yeah. Uh, I was acting stupidly. Yeah. And, you know, the expression, uh, re- better to remain silent, silent in a pure fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah. That's the one he also said. Yeah. And so um, an old Indian proverb, right? <laughs> um, but uh, what, what, um, that, that makes a lot of sense, right? Right, yeah. It is, is, that seems to be what's going on here, is that Joe Biden is the idiot that's going to now get to speak. And, and these people are going to show their true hand, right? Yeah. Let's see your hand and let's see how you play that hand. And at some point, they're going to play this hand and people are going to be like, that's not at all what Donald Trump would have done. And it's going to blow up in their faces. And there's going to be this clear disparity, you know, where you get to see the true colors. And and it's done in movies, too, with romance. Uh, You watch those romance movies where you see the person who then becomes the villain and the cheat and the scoundrel. Right. And And he appears like the perfect guy in the beginning. But you know what I think is going to happen with Joe Biden? Or girl. Or or girl. girl. Yeah, we have female. No gender bias here on this. No gender bias. Exactly. We have female villains, too. But what I was going to say is with Joe Biden, I I think, and this is not uh, breaking news here, they're going to keep him on a very short leash. That he's, you know, he's going to, he's the president. And he'll be the president, but, but he's not going to, he's not going to speak as much. But after, <laughs> after, after so many months of walking off the stage without taking any questions, he's going to have to take 
the question. And they're already saying that and he's, he's going to he's going to screw it up. They're already saying that he's going to get a short honeymoon period. You know, yeah. they say when you first become president, you have a honeymoon period with oh, everything well, that everybody's gone through. He, did Trump get a honeymoon? No, he didn't. And that's the point. He didn't yeah. get one at all. Biden is probably not going to get one either because of the simple fact that people are very anxious right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right. So here we go. We got uh, Jonathan on the uh, call. Jonathan, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Yes, good morning. Good to hear you. Um, good morning. Uh, what we have is the powerful versus the people. We have powerful in, in business like Soros and the powerful in the po- political and the powerful in, in business and, and technology in, against the people. And they're doing everything they can to shut down the communications um, and so what we have to do is communicate person to person. And they can't stop that. There's no defense for them against that. Well, yeah, they put we a mask talk- on your face and told you to stay home. Yeah, but, but we can t- telephone call each other and, and talk to, to different people, um, you know, who we can, whatever, neighbors and, and friends and that kind of thing. And... One way to get through is that um, we have to. One way to get through is um, uh, a lot of my friends are Christians, but they just listen to the uh, uh, the standard media, okay? Which is just all lies, you know. It's just all lies and bias and and propaganda. But there's a a line in the Bible: walk circumspectly. I mean, that's a command in the Bible that we're supposed to know what's going on. We're supposed to not just listen to one one um, source and to listen to all different and to be, to weigh, to have just weights, weigh everything justly, whereas the, the media is just totally, it's been proven again and again, the big media is just totally uh, left-wing, liberal, um, socialist, whatever, however you want to put it. And so uh, we need to talk person to person and organize, mobilize, um, and, and educate uh, our friends and neighbors. And I was, uh, you know, I, I, I had to make a phone call about something yesterday about uh, some kind of business thing. And I just said, you know, let me just tell you, you know, the, re- the receptionist or, 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 or a lady who was on the phone, I said, let me just take a minute and tell you about you know, what's going on. And she was, yeah, 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 you're right. You know, so that's what we have to do. And when we do that, and and then we need to, like, take over, get good people in the legislature and and the Congress. Right. Well, you know, um, it's not going to start with um, one of your uh, health secretary, Rachel Levine. Uh, It's a guy uh, with a double chin and glasses and long, straggly blonde hair. That First wears a beard? transgender cabinet person. Yeah, so um, this person's supposed to be the uh, Secretary of Health. <laughs> it's, 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 health and a, Human Services? Yeah, tapped Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine to be his Assistant Secretary of Health, leaving her point. Poised to become the first transgender federal official to be confirmed. This person's a total ranking idiot. So, I mean, so I, would, I wouldn't hire this person to walk my dog if I had a dog. And here it is. 
They hired this person. Well, that's identity politics. It's unbelievable. Well, we got to check every box. It's like, how radically left can you get? Well, um, Obama is, I believe, really running the administration here. Uh, he said he would like to, uh, if he could run the, the U.S. from his his bathroom, that's what he'd like to do. You know, yeah, no, he, just I, be able I, to call people and. Yeah. And uh, and can control people, and I think he's he's the one that put in uh, Biden and Kamala Harris, and he he decided that and told everybody, okay, just toe toe the line. Right, right. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for calling in today. Yeah. Thank you okay. so much. Thank All you. Right, well, apparently, you. Um, Rachel Levine, who ra- rose to prominence during the pandemic, uh, that that had a lot to do with her being selected as the assistant health secretary. She got a lot of media coverage. 65,000 armed American soldiers in D.C. to protect 200,000 flags raises a few questions. Yeah. And again, for an inauguration that's going to be attended by nobody. That's the Casey other thing. Mink wrote, I just think perhaps there is a better use of government funds during a pandemic when unemployment has literally never been higher. And then... Um, John Belitsky says, consider Biden. He's about to be inaugurated in a military zone filled with symbolic flags instead of his citizens. The crowning achievement of his life rolled out like a sad symbolic gesture. This day has historically been the birth of a new admin. Now it's just the wake of the old. I don't know what that means. The wake exactly. of the old. Wake, like a wake as in, yeah. uh, as in yeah. a funeral. Yes, yeah, I've read that wrong. Um, but yeah, that's right. Um, and then also it's less about a birth than about a death after one right wing riot the left impeached Trump kicked him off social media sent dozens of uh, sent dozens to federal prison and instituted a military occupation of DC after hundreds of left wing riots Republicans frowned disapprovably and Trump tweeted about law and order and then Matt Walsh also wrote Democrats were happy to allow your neighborhood to be burned to the ground. But when they got a small taste of the rioting so many Americans have experienced throughout this past summer, they militarized D.C. and cried about the trauma they experienced. These people are beneath contempt. And someone, uh, Mike, uh, said, we have to find out, we have to find all of the left over." Uh, overstock of the not my president uh, this person writes in foul language but basically he's like we have to find all the leftover stock in the not my president business it, it's got to be like 90% off yeah. you know because people are going to be wanting and it, it's a tongue-in-cheek thing but it's basically like okay now the theme is not my president for Biden right, right? and they were saying not my president but there's no comparison there's no comparison. There's no comparison because whatsoever. all Trump is guilty of is inciting patriotic uh, love of country. I That's have, all he's guilty of. I have that, on my Twitter feed. He's a not li- trying to take from anybody. I have a, on my Twitter feed a, lo- a very long list of all of Trump's accomplishments. And the thing is, all that he has done for this country on the economic front, on pharmaceutical development, on criminal justice reform, on on you know the, the sanctity of life. There are so many things that he has done right that are going to be overshadowed by some bad actors and what happened last week. So this is, or two weeks ago, this has just become a, you know, 
a tragedy because Biden is not up for being president (coughs) on any space or any platform. So uh, Jack Pozoviak wrote, a staffer asked President Trump about Nancy Mace, who is a newly appointed congressional woman from Charleston, South Carolina, who needed Trump's help to win uh, an election. He says, uh, Trump was asked about Nancy Mace er- er- earlier this afternoon. He shrugged and said, best of luck. She's going to need it. So this is another person yet to benefit from Trump, but yet right. stabs Trump in the back, back, which is exactly why it is that uh, I've started an organization called MAGAPAC. Uh, you can find it at MAGAPAC.org. Uh, it's not set up yet. I just established this this week. And um, we're, we're over the next month and a half, we're going to be building out the website and we're going to be um, starting this political action committee that's going to enable us to recruit candidates to hold the GOP in check. We are not going to be starting a third party. What we are going to be doing is uh, being a check and balance to the existing GOP conservative party. So we are just going to be what the Freedom Caucus is to the rhinos in the House of Representatives. We are going to be the Freedom Caucus to the GOP. We are going to recruit, finance, and endorse candidates that adhere to the promise of the America First agenda. We are going to make sure that people get to still wear their MAGA hats. We live in a free country where we could wear any hat we want, and there's nothing wrong with Make America Great Again, whether Trump is part of that or not. And so um, the idea is that Make America Great Again is a great theme. And the America First agenda is a wonderful agenda of lower taxes, border security, strong military, immigration reform, religious freedom, Second Amendment protection, uh, and protection of the human life, and so many other great things that President Trump talked about. Deregulation, bilateral trade deals that help build up manufacturing in our country, to put middle-class taxpayers back to work, to to maintain energy independence, something that Biden has already, before he's even uh, remotely a president, is talking about this is going to be what he promises to do. And that is to uh, halt the Keystone XL pipeline and to perhaps move out of Anwar. And this is going to hurt the people in Alaska. This is going to hurt the people across America with higher oil prices. This is going to strengthen the Middle East uh, enemies of the state uh, with respect to um, the Middle East, uh, strengthening OPEC and, and basically price manipulation of oil. And again, this is what the globalists want. This is what people like Lindsey Graham have been wanting. This is what uh, the liberals have wanted because this enables the power elite to actually engage in these sweetheart deals. Um, and I want to I want to get to that real quick because listen to this listen to this clip here real quick. Accelerate our pre-pandemic. This provide- is Justin Trudeau. The ex- this excellent documentary, The New Normal, is a must to everyone that wants to know what is going on in the world. Here I share a Twitter-friendly version 
in seven segments is what, what this person says. And this is basically about globalists and their great reset and how they're exploiting COVID and the, uh, uh, you know, and the, and the, the, the idea that maybe they get a globalist in the White House. Um, I'm not there yet, so you, you won't hear me say it. Um, but uh, in any case, this is what they had to say, these globalists around the world. I would say that Canada right now is an enemy of the United States. And that Mexico has proved to be a better friend to the United States than Canada has. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems. History would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset. All elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. And it's even promoted by the royal family, who posted this video on their YouTube page with the Great Reset hashtag. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. We need nothing short of a paradigm shift, one that inspires action at revolutionary levels and pace. We simply cannot waste any more time. The only limit is our willingness to act. And the time to act is now. The World Economic Forum believes that... By the guy, way, the guy you just heard was Prince Charles. Yeah. Okay, so if you didn't recognize that voice, let's take a listen. Capitalism needs to be reinvented. Capitalism needs the to be reinvented. The Build Back Better slogan has been adopted by politicians across the globe. This moment also gives us a much greater chance to be radical and to do things differently. To build back better. Because we can only build back better if we lean on one another. Over the last two weeks, I've shared my agenda for economic recovery. I call it Build Back Better, because we can't just build back to the way things were before. We have to do it better. And the first plank of my Build Back Better plan rejects the defeatist view that, autom that automation and globalization mean we can't assure American workers lead to a future made in America. So what does the world look like after the Great Reset? This social media post by the World Economic Forum, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. And Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. <laughs> that sounds... that. That sounds great, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> well, build back better. There's some alliteration for you, but I don't I don't like the way that sounds. Oh it's, just, it's, it's sort of like bad grammar. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, listen to this. This is a this is a uh, um army uh this is a lieutenant general. Uh, no, actually, I could probably got that wrong. Um but this is a National Guard uh the head of the National Guard in DC that's spearheading the mission uh surrounding the inauguration. Uh, let's take a listen to what he has to say. Good evening. I'm Dan Hogerson, the chief of the National Guard Bureau. This evening, I'm visiting. Okay, let's take a listen to that one more time. Good evening. I'm Dan Hogerson, the chief of the National Guard Bureau. And this evening, I'm visiting some of the 65,000 National Guard soldiers and airmen that are on duty today. Today, we're in our nation's capital, 
and our soldiers and airmen are here, set up throughout the city to help protect our nation's capital. But at the same time, we have thousands around the country supporting COVID-19 operations, Operation Warp Speed, and we have a multitude of soldiers and airmen deployed overseas in combat operations. I'd especially like to thank the families that are maybe alone tonight and just let you know that our nation greatly appreciates all your sacrifices and those of your service members. And I could not be prouder to be part of this organization. 65,000 troops. Wow. In D.C. Well, like I said, it looks like a police state. You know, it, it's it's terrible. I mean, people are afraid to go in. So our buddy Pat Kinnean, uh wrote in. He said, the only election promise that Trump hasn't kept is draining the swamp. It is my firm belief that this promise will be kept starting this week. I uh, hope so, and I agree to a certain uh, to to uh, actually I agree with that statement. I mean, I think that um, uh, I think we're going to learn so much, and um, you know, we were running out of time. I was looking at the clock. I wanted to play some more of this Mike Lindell clip, but I, I don't have enough time, I guess. Can I make a quick comment? Yeah, Trump sure. uh, did um, reference the executive order on building the National Garden of American Heroes. That executive order oh, was yeah. passed Tell yesterday. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. The, yeah, so the this names was, that are on that list. Oh, there's a, that's ton, a, really, there's a ton of names. That's a promise uh, kept, by the way. That's a promise kept. I mean, there's all types of writers and uh, actors, composers, but I'll just read a few in the beginning. Ansel Adams, John Adams, Samuel Adams, Muhammad Ali, uh, Susan B. Anthony, Harry, Harriet, Hannah Arendt. I mean, there's tons of names. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. I mean, Davy Crockett. I mean, th- this Catherine Drexel. So there's there's all Who's t- Catherine Drexel. Oh well, you know, the, she was the Drexel name was very prominent in Drexel Phil- University. Drexel Phil, yeah. University, etc. And so the thing is, um, Robert Frost. I mean, there's there's tons of names. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, so wow. so, so there are you know men and See, if women. That was, if that was a spearheaded, remember when um, Barack Obama did the Black History Museum? Yeah, and it, they relegated, they promoted um, the woman that was uh, accusing just, Justice Clarence Thomas. Yeah, of wrongdoing. Anita Hill. Yeah, Anita Hill. But they gave him like a little corner somewhere. Yeah, a little corner, yeah. yeah I mean, they, they treated the Republicans like dirt. Now, this sounds very um, exciting. But I like what Trump has done because he, he's actually made it very bipartisan. Very bipartisan. Harper Lee, the author of To Kill a Mark- Mockingbird. You know, so there's, there's, tons of, there's tons of people. But, of course, the liberals are complaining there's more men than women. Of course there are going to be more men than because women. <laughs> be, be, fundamentally, because history is the, the only way you actually determine whether somebody is really legendary and what they've actually achieved is you have to give history some time to breathe. Exactly. And to reflect. And, and at that time in, in period in, at that period in time, it was more going to be more men than women. But that's going to shift as we get, you know, into more modern days. But that's a, that's a good news story. That's an excellent great news mm-hmm. story. And, you know, we're hoping uh, for a miracle and we're hoping for the truth. And we're hoping that the truth comes out sooner than later. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what new information John Ratcliffe might have in store for us. So with that, you know, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. My name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corvetta. And you're listening to the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out our podcast at scottadamshow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Not today, 